Hey, you beautiful angel. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Megan Turley, and I'm here to give you all the details about being an entrepreneur, running your own business, discovering your passion and turning it into a profitable business, leaving the nine to five corporate life, and creating a life that you truly love and enjoy. I successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business, and now I'm here to help you do the same. I hope by tuning in, it inspires you to take the steps to create the life you really want to live. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm so freaking excited that you're here. Enjoy the show. What's up, family? Welcome to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show. I am so pumped because we have my very own branding and web designer, Veronica, from the Social Sundays. Say Hi, everybody. We are so excited because you are just like the master at developing a brand, developing a website. And this is so important because so many people like cheap out on these things, don't do these things at all. But tell us just about you and your business, all the things. Nobody knows what you do. Hi, everybody. If you don't know me, my name is Veronica Popic. I'm a creative brand and web director and founder of Social Sundays. Social Sundays basically is a luxury branding web design studios for female entrepreneurs or honestly all entrepreneurs in all different types of industries. And we really aim to elevate, one, the way your company appears, your confidence, um, your authority, and just to really create a brand for you that is here to make lasting impact in the world. So that's a little about me. So talk about the difference between just branding and logo. I feel like a lot of people think that branding is just, you know, a logo package. Yeah. So I think people get this mixed up all the time. And I get this. I get this question all the time, too. Yeah. So a logo, think about a logo as like an asset, a piece of the full pie where, you know, a brand is literally a full pie and gives you the reason for your customers to buy the reason why you can connect with somebody. And so a logo is just one slice of the pie where a brand is the whole pie. And so people always think that branding is just a logo, but I always say we don't give out just logos because just an asset alone is not going to transform your brand. Like, you know, a logo is not going to pull in those clients for you. It's just not going to happen. But a brand that has brand strategy behind it, that has visual assets that are based on brand strategy and when that's used in marketing the correct way will pull those clients in. And so the difference, I guess, to the shorter version is a logo is just an asset. It's a piece of the pie where a brand is the whole pie. Let's dive into brand strategy. What do you mean by that? Because I know a lot of people aren't going to understand that. Yeah, brand strategy is like the technical term for it. I guess the softer term, what I like to call it, is like the soul of your company Because branding divides into two portions, so the external and the internal. The internal is the first, and that's brand strategy. So that's like the soul of your company. It's the reason someone should buy from you. It is your values, your mission, your vision, your target market, um, your competition. So it's literally like the soul. Who? Who is this company? And once that's figured out, then you can be like, okay, now we know who the company is, what we stand for, why we're different, why someone should buy. And we take that and we put that into what it's going to look like. So that's where like the logos come in, the, you know, the color palace, the typography. And I like that you bring that into branding and logo design, because that's one of the first things that I talk about with my coaching clients is who is your target client? 
who are the people that you want to be working with? Why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> you know, what is the overall picture here? And I know that you use Starbucks a lot, like you do the, you know, $2 cup of coffee versus the 7 or $8 cup of coffee. Like obviously Starbucks, everybody knows the logo, but how long did it take us to know the logo, basically? It, it, yeah. And here's the thing. I think this is where people go wrong and where people skip out on branding. It's because I think the initial thoughts, and that's okay. Like I was there too at one point. Everybody was here at one point thinking that if I just show up and I start offering a service that automatically everybody's going to want it. And that's just not the case because there's so many other people offering maybe a similar service to yours. And branding is going to be that reason why someone should buy from you than your competition. So it's like, it's almost like that cup of coffee, right? Like if I give you a cup of coffee and it has nothing on it, there's no visuals on it, it's just literally a simple plain cup of coffee. And I say, how much would you pay me for it? Usually you'd be like, well, it's kind of like boring coffee, I guess $2, right? It's going to caffeinate me, but it's just coffee. And then I bring you in the Christmas version of Starbucks, right? You're going to be like automatically, ooh, I pay $6 for that. Like, why? Well, it's because the brand behind it has built in the perception that this cup of coffee is for some reason worth more. And the But the main ingredient is still a coffee bean. So the reason you're paying for it is not because it, it might be truly different, but more so because one of how the brand Starbucks has positioned themselves, your perceived value of the company changes, all of a sudden it's worth more. And so that's how I encourage everybody to look at their company is like, Ask yourself this. This is a very tough question, but ask yourself, like, why would someone actually want to buy from me? Do I look different? Do I offer something really that different? You know, I like that you said perceived value because I'm a huge visual person, obviously being creative. And if I'm looking for my own service provider, I'm going to stalk the heck out of them. I'm going to look at everything that they've done. And if it's something to where I'm like, I hate to say it, but if this looks cheap or if it looks like everything else. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to book an appointment because I want somebody that took that time to go in depth and actually figure out what their business is about, not just had a random logo and a color screen, a color scheme created, right? Yeah. And I think that's where people be, uh, people think sometimes, oh, you're being judgmental if you're, you know, analyzing a company from that point of view, but that's not true. We are all of us have eyes, right? We're, we're visual beings or maybe if we're not visual people, we want to read things and connect verbally. Um, so there's different ways that a human being connects, but it's like that seven second. That's called the seven seconds rule, actually. It's seven seconds for somebody to look at your brand from whatever touch point that is, maybe your website or social media, and it takes seven seconds for somebody to fully analyze it to see if they want to connect with you work with you if they yeah. see themselves in your brand and people will say like oh my gosh seven seconds is so small like i need more time to convince them but the reality is is like they're gonna assess you let's say maybe visually on your website quick they're gonna assess you visually on your social media quick and it's like if you're not presenting yourself in those seven seconds the correct way where you do feel i don't want to say the word high end but if you feel like you have a quality brand yeah. um a professional brand in whatever industry you're in, they're not going to go deeper past that branding to see the value you provide. And I always say like, your service could be world changing, could literally change people's lives. But if they do not pass the branding or how you visually appear, they're never gonna go into that value. And so it doesn't matter if you have a world changing service. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like I've seen that so many times. Like, like I said, if I'm looking for my own service providers, it doesn't matter. They could be amazing at what they do. But if I see something that just for whatever reason in my brain does not click, I'm like, nope, on to the next person. It's just we're weird as human beings. And I feel like we just make those quick decisions like that, whether we realize it or not. I don't want people to also think that like maybe branding isn't for them. It is for every company, depending on where you are, like what situation the company's in. And I, a lot of people come to me with really kind of general issues. So one of the issues is like, you know, I maybe hate the service I provide. I want to change it to something else, but I don't know if people are going to resonate with it. Or I really want to raise my prices or, you know, I need to tra start attracting um, more sales, more traction. And believe it or not, like we have done branding and web design and elevated people's companies and they have seen those results. And so like, it's not just for the pretty looks, it's literally to like double your income or um, make sure that you get bigger brand awareness or to get published in those magazines. You know, it's it's for so much more. And so I, it's we got to break that idea that it's just a logo because branding web design is potentially one of the paths to get you to literally more sales, more income and bigger exposure. And I also feel like different types of clients, like I'm so big on target client. And if you're not bringing in the types of people you want to work with, you kind of got to look at every aspect and that's the brand included. Like, is your brand speaking to your target client? And if you're not working with those people that you want to be working with, it's probably not, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, Obviously, everybody's situation is so different. So I can't say like, oh, it's the issue of the words or it's the issue sure. of like design, right? Because there, there could be so many things wrong in the puzzle of why maybe someone's like not generating maybe the leads that they want or the sales. But a lot of the biggest mistake I see is people going out without a brand in marketing. So marketing and branding, two different things, right? And people go out and they spend time, money and effort into marketing saying like, hey, guys, whether that's through organic or paid, they'll be like, hey guys, come over, check out what I have, right? So you're pulling in traffic from marketing to your brand. But if your brand's not, you know, appealing or ready to convert or ready to speak and connect to your ideal audience, that marketing is kind of wasteful. And you're dragging traffic from marketing to your brand, but your brand is not converting. And those people are then leaving with an impression of you, maybe that you have wouldn't have liked to imprint on them. And then it's harder for them to come back and change their impression of you. Yep. Yeah. It's so interesting you say that because it's such, like I said, humans are weird and we make those snap decisions. And it's almost like you said, like you have like a one shot with a lot of people, whether you realize it or not. And if they see something that they don't vibe with, why would they come back basically? A hundred percent. And we see this all the time. So it's, it's funny because I think a lot of people think of branding as something very very minimalistic, very like tiny and inconvenient when it probably should be almost one of the first things done. Yeah, 100%. That That's always like, <laughs> you know, first we go through the, what do you really want to be doing? What do you want your services to be? Okay, now we're going to do branding because all of that is, it makes or breaks it 100%. Well, and a lot of people from what I've, you know, from all the people that we've worked with, it's just a lot of people straight uh, jump straight to marketing on social media. And it's funny because they'll come to me, they'll be like, I don't even know what to post today. And I'm like, well, if you knew your brand, if you knew your brand strategy, you would know exactly what to talk about, you know? 
or how to show up visually. And people will like kind of get social media stuck. Yeah. And it's all because of the branding. Yeah. Like you, you have to know your core values. You have to know who your people are. You have to know why did you do this in the first place? Like very simple stuff, but that a lot of people don't think about. Like starting a business is not an easy thing. And I think a lot of people think that it is. And then, like you said, they jump like, oh, we're going to create our social media handles and we're just going to dive right in. But like, it's not that simple. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. And I know if you they also like if you are in the beginning stages of your company development, then sometimes you don't have the capital to invest into the company and that's okay. And so for those people, like, you know, I encourage you to do temporary branding on your own. Like I'm a big supporter, you know, of at least get something out there because eventually when, you know, you start getting capital and you can invest into yourself, then maybe in like maybe six months to a year, you can invest into professional branding and get that done. But when people are coming to me and they're on the break of like, I need to scale, I need to double down. It's like we always go back to, okay, what do you look like and how do we streamline that too? And I like that you said temporary. So one of my original questions was going to be, you know, what do you think about people that sell like logos, graphic design on Etsy and Fiverr and things like that? If somebody isn't able to put the capital into, you know, more luxury branding right away, what do you think about those as potentials or Canva, things like that? Well, for one, I love Canva. I will never say anything bad about Canva. I love Canva. I use it for social media and things like that. But Canva, I always say, builds temporary brands. And to not get technical of how or it's just that in Adobe, things get vectorized. And in Canva, it does not. So if you were to take like a Canva logo that you made, and let's say you're making it, you're zooming in okay like you're taking your logo and you're zooming in or like you're putting it you're making it um a physical product on the wall it's not the right quality nor is it in the right type of file to do that and when you do that it'll go blurry around the edges so it's almost like it's not there forever it's you have to be aware of what you're going to be using it for um and so for that i'm like yeah great start you know again if you're in the beginning stages to use camera to do that but eventually I think everybody just naturally will be like, it's time to rebrand. It's time to move on to something better. And people towards Fiverr. Fiverr is great, again, if you're in the beginning stages. I've What I see is that because it's such a low cost to do it, it seems like it's more generically built rather than custom built. And so you might not be too happy with the result. You, you'll get something, but you might not be 100% happy with it. And it might not 100% feel like you. You know? Yeah. So again, you'll move on. I think through months, you'll be like, okay, I'm ready for something that's actually me that feels more high end. It's funny you say that about Fiverr because I used Fiverr years and years and years ago, probably almost a decade ago now for a logo. And it was like, it was exactly that. I was like, okay, like this is fine. Right. But it's not exciting by any means. It doesn't feel custom by any means. Like it just was like, a one day churn and burn logo type thing. Yeah. And again, it is, you know, the price is a lot lower. And if that's where you are at your business, I would, you know, totally do that if I was also in the stages because you don't want it to stop you from making money. So that's just a way in. But I think naturally everybody comes to the point where they're like, my company's worth it and I need to invest in it. A hundred percent. Now, what are some of like the biggest mistakes that you see people making when it comes to 
either branding, logo design, website design, like obviously the DIY stuff, I'm sure probably, but is there anything else that you're like, oh, no, don't do that? Hmm. Well, I feel like there's a bunch of things. It's not even the DIY stuff. It's more so that the actual designs that I'm seeing people build and have looks really cheap. I don't know where where they're getting their inspiration from, but like it's like awkward spacing in design and things are missing or like even so websites should have like a very specific flow for clients to buy from you. So we want them to see your stuff, connect with you, go down this journey down your website and purchase from you. So like one of the common mistakes is like people see people put their social media like icons or links straight to the top near the menu. But like, why would you do that? Because if if people are looking in the F shape, like they're assessing your website in an F shape, right? So they'll go across the top, they'll go a little bit lower, they'll go across again, and they'll go lower. If the icons are there, that might be a really big temptation for people to jump all automatically from your website to your socials. Yep. yep. Right? So I see that. That's a huge thing that people do the wrong way. So it's not, there's not like a one thing that people do. There's so many things. It's like how things what sections come after what section um i see like what's a really big one it's like header then it's a contact me and then it's like the last thing is like how to work with me i'm like that doesn't make sense there's like hey you know what i'm saying the structure is off the design is completely off which when the design is off it makes it feel cheap or like kind of sketchy um words sometimes people do so much words it's like reading a novel um and it's okay to have a lot of words but you have to also make it look presentable and digestible that's a big thing that people don't know how to do it's just like paragraph on paragraph and paragraph and i'm just like nobody's gonna sit here and read this uh let's break it up into like threes right people read in like threes so that's one of the big ones um oh for branding maybe a big no-no that I see is like just that very genetic uh, generic like typography it's uh, what is that I probably know the font it's like I could just see it in my eyes it's just like such a very bland font that's like you could just find absolutely anywhere and their just name is just typed out in it and I was like there's no character to this <laughs> there's no any there's no magic around this this is just someone just typed this out and they said yeah this is good enough <laughs> this will work <laughs> okay so probably a lot of things right a lot of things at once yeah any other like major pet peeves that you're like Ugh, this is so basic like why do people not understand this um this might be like just my personal opinion uh brand photography actually i think it's really important and though i think you can do so much wonderful things with your iphone and you know if you are in the beginning stages do take your iphone and take pictures but if you can invest in it do you invest in brand photography um and more so photography that is like on brand for you like you did a really good job your photographer is very on brand for the company it looks high-end it looks i feel like sophisticated in a way where you feel like okay wow she's worth it like that's why I want people to feel like whoever I work with, I want people, their audience to feel like, wow, this company's worth that investment. Because usually when you're rebranding, maybe you want to pick up your prices. And let's say that your service is, you know, 5000 10000 Well, a higher end buyer needs more from you. And 
in once in a blue moon for someone that does you know post with their iphone photos it does work and they are millionaires you know and that's great but that doesn't work for everybody and so to eliminate any human error in that way i would say invest in brand photography because if you want to charge more if you want people to take you seriously if you want to build a good reputation you want to look professional you have to position yourself to be that and i always say if you want to attract a million dollars you got to look like a million dollars first I love that you said that because there have been so many times, again, when I'm looking at my own service providers and I'm like, how did they think that this photo was like, okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to be mean either. It's not bad at heart. It's just like, I always say I'm kind of like the no bullshit type of person. Like, if this looks bad, I will tell you it looks bad. And it's not because I'm trying to bring you down. It's more so like, I would want someone to be like, Ronica, fix this immediately. Like, this is what's wrong like you know and so i think people sometimes can't handle that or they don't see it and i think that's actually one of the biggest problems people see their stuff and they think it's good because they don't have any outside commentary to be like actually this is not working for you maybe try to fix this see what happens so i think it's breaking kind of the audiences or the clients perception of how they view themselves and presenting a new world and being like hey I actually think from an outsider's perspective, this, this, and this needs to be changed. I like that you said, like, you're as an entrepreneur, you get, like, really emotionally involved with your company. And when you start building that stuff, you're too close to it a lot of the times. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I love this so much. And, yes, you should love it. But it also has to resonate with your clients. Like, what are your price points at? What are your services at? Who is your client? And if your branding doesn't call them in okay, great, you created something that you love, but is that going to make you any money? Like, I actually did uh, just the in-person event in California, and we were talking about how to actually build your brand to captivate and convert visually in 2023, 2024. And one of the things that we talked about is specifically that is like, you might like something and it might be really pretty. I like something and it might be really pretty. But if it's not on brand, we don't use it. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I think when people brand themselves, that's the issue that they run into. They'll be like, and this is pretty, and this is pretty, and this is pretty. And then, then one, they go into like decision paralysis. They can't decide because everything's pretty. Or two, they just don't even know how to you know, build that out. And so this is where I come in and I'm like, okay, I know you like it, but we also have to take into consideration the brand's identity. And sometimes people mix themselves with their brand too much and it becomes like an emotional attachment. And we all do this at some point, but it's being serious to be like, I am also not really part my brand. I'm not my brand. My brand is yeah. its own identity. And when I have to show up to work, I have to show up as my company. When I go to bed and go to, to my home and be with my family, I am also not my brand. I am me. And people cannot distinguish that. And so they'll just pick maybe what they like, what looks pretty. And I always say, like, you might like farmhouse theme, but say typography, but that is not going to craft your vision of editorial. Like, it's just not happening, you know? <laughs> and I, separating you from your brand is such a big deal because it's like, I don't necessarily like personally identify with my brand. Like, I love my brand. But I'm also a very different human than probably what my brand projects because my brand talks to my target clients like that's what it was made to do. 
Um, and especially as women, I do feel like we get really, really invested of it. And then we're like, oh my gosh, like I'm living my brand. And it's like, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. <laughs> I think it's, this is hard to understand for some people and even maybe to accept because whether you're building a personal and a professional brand, there should be boundaries. And I once did a presentation and someone said like, don't you think that separating yourself from the brand is unethical? And I was like, no, because I think it's unethical to be your brand. You're a person. You evolve every day. You're going to be different in five years. You're going to change the taste that you like. You're going to change your hobbies. And you're a company that needs to be sustainable. And a company shouldn't be changing its tastes and hobbies as you evolve. Like, that doesn't make sense. Imagine if, you know, Starbucks every six months decided to change their logos, their colors, their values, their mission, their vision. Like, you'd be like, uh, I don't even know what the frick this is. You'd be so confused. And so you have to detach yourself from your company. You can still care about it emotionally, but there has to be some kind of boundary of like, well, I'm not going to show up with like that I just got divorced on my stories. Like, you know, that sounds rough, but like, or I'm not going to show up crying today because your company has a different mission. It's talking to, to people about a different service. So it doesn't make sense. You can show up as a human. There's boundaries to how you show up as a person. And I relate this simply back to like, I've started wearing more colors lately and less neutrals. I'm not going to go out and do a whole new brand photo shoot just because I'm wearing more colors now because it, it doesn't match my brand. It doesn't match my targets. Like it just, it would be so weird. It, it would be very like off-putting. Like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like me as a person, yes, I'm starting to wear more fun things, but me as a brand, like that's, it's not the same thing at all. No, it's two different things. And people do attach to it emotionally. And guess what? Like, I am attached to my brain emotionally, too. But I've just learned that, you know, I love sweatpants. I love to dress down. I love to dress up. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm not in high-quality, high-end heels every single day. And so, like, I'm not going to show up like that either. That's why I have a brand photo shoot to use those photos when I'm not my brand that day. Um, and sometimes because we're attached to our company like i said we can't make those branding choices when we're trying to design you know our logos or we're trying to design our website even me like i'm in the middle of redoing my website and i'm just like someone else take this from my hands because i'm about to break this computer yeah like i can't decide on where the buttons go because it's mine it's personal yeah yeah it's yours it, it's a whole different ball game when it's yours that's why it benefits people to hire somebody like you so you can be like, okay, no, we're not doing any of that. We're going to do it my way. <laughs> and it is a collaborative experience, though. Sure. I think you can Absolutely. say that sure. you were very much involved in it. Like, it, you know, we don't do something you don't like. We obviously consult you. You do revisions for us. You, you're the main person who's controlling it as the client. But we also are there to guide you and be like, okay, maybe that is a little ugly. Like, we're not doing that. Do you, are you sure you want to do that? You know, we have those conversations, which then I think validates the person. And I think this kind of collaborative experience for branding and web design helps the person go through it. Like we work with some very indecisive people <laughs> and we love them all, but we help you work through that. So even if you're like a perfectionist, like I'm a big perfectionist, but even if you're a perfectionist, like we still work through you and with you and we make sure that you love exactly what you get at the end of it or yeah, that you have a 
a lot of a bigger say than you think you do. Like we don't, you know, and you could talk about this too. Like we don't just take what you say and present you and be like, bye, this is what you get. And Yeah, no, you were like, I mean, we were texting like almost daily when you were mm -hmm. hearing my process. Like it's like, okay, I just finished this small little section. Let's take a look at this. Do we like this? Do we want anything different here, here, or here? Like it's a very in-depth process. It's not like you're like, okay, here it all is. And like, tell me what you like or don't like about it. It's like little bit by little bit, which is nice because otherwise it can be super overwhelming, obviously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know companies that, you know, just take everything that you say on the kickoff call, design it all. It's called, I think it's called like a one one concept uh, method. And they just present it to you. Like this one big concept of everything's like almost complete. And I'm like, wait, I, if this was me and I was a client, I'd be like, uh, no, this is not how I want to work, you know? So I, I have to take into, con I, I guess I built my client experience around, well, how will, how would I want to be handled too? Like if this was my company and you're designing my company, I want you to talk to me every day. Like, are you doing something? Or are you chilling out? And, you know, I always tell you, I think during the process, I was like, hey, today I'm working on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, a reminder, you need to give me revisions for X, Y, and Z. Uh, tomorrow we're doing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and you're like very, yeah, you get the part it's very regimented. It's very scheduled out. I mean, it's easy to follow. Like And like you said, I mean, you're a, a part of it the whole entire time. So there's never anything that you're like, okay, like I haven't heard from Veronica. Like, no, whatever. Going on. Like, it's not about that at all. But creating a brand that sells and actually resonates with people um, is totally different, right, than just a brand. Um, and I feel like so many people don't know where to start with that. Um, what are your biggest tips for business owners that are like, okay, this isn't really translating with my ideal clients, but this is all like super overwhelming. So where do I even need to start in the process of probably reformulating my brand? Um, I think starting with an audit, having someone else that knows branding do an audit, because I think this happens to me too, it happens to everybody, where we see a problem, we get overwhelmed by it. And we almost get like, you know, decision paralysis. We get, we're like paralyzed by, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next. I'm so panicky. And having just someone come in and be like, talk to me. What's the situation? What's going on? What's the issue? Like, I think my brain is now wired to do that. And we just sit down and we kind of go through the issues. Oh, okay. You think that this doesn't resonate with you. Why? Like, what exactly is it? So doing like a very in-depth audit first, because you might be panicking about something. But if I come in and I, and I evaluate it, I'm like, actually, we're okay. This is not bad. This is good. It's actually this that that's the problem. Um, so I'm because I always say like, I'll never tell you you need something if you don't need it. That's yeah. a waste of time for people. So I try to be as transparent as possible and be like, hey, you're good on this. We can relax. We actually need to work on this. So doing an audit first. It's like I do them for free. Um, so literally a free audit of your brand. And then I think you would be able to sit down with the brand designer or the web designer and come up with kind of like an action plan. What needs to be done first? Usually it'd be always like a brand strategy or a branding, and yeah. then it would go into web design and stuff like that. And then from web design, it goes into like social media. More intensive. Yep. And this one's a little bit out of left field, but one yeah. of the reasons I worked with you was not only because I'd seen your work done um, on some of my peers' websites and things like that, but... I also saw that you were faith-based, which is actually like really hard to find in today's society. 
And I, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women really want to bring their faith into their business. And I know that you've done that really well. Can you talk about kind of how you integrated that and what it's done for your business? I appreciate you saying that I've done very, very, very well because I feel like I could do better. I could do more. And maybe that's just like the tough critic in me. Um, if anyone's ever come across my socials, I have faith based written at the top. Um, I put that there because when I was starting out and um, and when everybody starts out, maybe business isn't so good. And yeah. so when I was starting out, I was so new to absolutely everything. And it wasn't working as much as I wanted it to go in the direction. And I was very super, hold. I'm going to let this dog has decided to come in here. Okay, what were the last three words I said? Um, Business was not so great. Okay. Um, You wanted it to be better than what it was, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... In the beginning, business was not so great. And I was praying to God very often. And I made the choice that I'm going to stop trying to control it all. And that's a really big thing for for a lot of people, letting go of control. And so I let go of control, but just saying, God, bring me the people that you want me to work with. And I started praying to St. Anthony a lot, um, where he was like the finder of lost things, lost people. And I also, so I said, you know, St. Anthony, if you can find me the right people, That'd be great. I really want to make this work. <laughs> and so I think one, letting go of that control. And I'm not, I kid you not, like the week after clients just started rolling in. And I think maybe like two months after that, I did a full like rebrand of my own company because I decided to look inward, be like, okay, how can I fix my own company visually? And after that, like we have scaled to like multiple six figures and stuff like that. So clearly like something worked. But on the religious end, I continue to pray to St. Anthony and God. And so one big thing for me in my company is like, if I'm laying down at night to pray to God about my business, I want to then show up with him as my true self and to show people that he is important. And so on my stories, you'll see me sometimes share like prayers in the morning. You'll see me share different quotes. You'll see me share inspirational reels. Like I really don't shy away from that because... um, I'm not going to hide him, you know, that this feels wrong. I understand there is a boundary between like if your company is not, let's say Nike, like Nike has a different set of values, right? They're not based on religion. So it's normal for them to show up in a different light where my company is based on me, you know, a form of me because I'm a big part of the company. And so it's important to me to show up with God. So I do. So it makes sense for me. So you have to obviously analyze, well, what kind of company are you running? And even, again, it's 2023. So I bet even if you're making a tea company, you could still have God as, you know, a religious value and that will resonate. Um, But for me, showing up with him like that. And I always say, I don't, I think I don't show up with him as I should. I feel like I need to show up with him more, more through posts, more through stories. I think so it's nice because a lot of people actually resonate with that. And I got a lot of DMs saying like, oh, I love that you're faith-based. Like, that's so unique. Like, I want to connect with you. So I could tell it resonates with a lot of people. I even got that question in the event that I spoke at in person where they asked the same question you asked, like, how did it impact your business? Bad? Good? Um, and I guess the answer is like, the real answer is good. But another answer would be, I wouldn't care. 
Yeah. I don't care how, if it impacted me bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, because I'm, I'm putting my trust in God and he's more important than anything in the world. And so the the short answer is it's impacting good because it has resonated with people. It has built community out of that. And people are now feeling empowered to show up with God too. It's almost like encouragement. Yeah, because you see so few entrepreneurs these days like actively speaking about God in their business. And just, just the fact that you got that question at the event that you were at tells me that women really want to be doing this, but they're afraid. They're afraid they're going to get, you know, bad reviews. They're going to turn away clients. People aren't going to want to work with them, whatever. But just like you said, at the end of the day, and I had this thought when I really started turning my own business to be directly in focus with God was, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm not here just to get more followers. Like, I'm here to glorify God with everything that I'm doing. And if my business doesn't do that, then what? what's the point? Because, you know, I work so much. Like, my business better be a reflection of who I actually am, like, deep down inside. So it doesn't matter. And God will take care of you, too. So it's almost like the trust in God to take care of you. Um, and I think it's just uh, the worldly things don't matter as much as life in heaven will and so that's like a big thing like your life here is very temporary <laughs> we have to realize that um and again i think it is like a choice whether you want to show up with him or not it depends on the business situation and what kind of business you're building and things like that but it has really been important to me um and like i said i think i, I need to show up with it more and at the end of the day if you're if you're afraid that you're going to push away clients then they're not supposed to be yours in the first place. Like, you know, if they're not, and, and that's not to say like, I obviously work for people who are not religious or maybe never even mentioned religion. And again, I'm, I'm providing a service where we don't talk about re like religion. I'm talking about branding or design, but when they are religious, it does build that connection and it makes them feel like they're part of a bigger community. But I do, I personally have boundaries and I'm not even afraid to say this. Like, I do have boundaries of who I work with too, because yeah. and I said this at the personal event, at the in-person event, I said, if you are here in a business to create evil, to do evil things through your company, and I can visually see that, right? It's not hidden. It's visually, you're creating that. I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. There's just no way that I'm going to hand you tools that you can make millions of dollars with for you to use for evil. It's just not happening. Yeah. I mean, it's all about alignment. Like, mm -hmm. does someone actually align with you and your values? And as a business owner, I know a lot of people will be like, well, no, 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 you can't do that. But you, like you said, you do have the ability to say, no, I don't think that you're, you know, I'm not a good fit for you. You're not a good fit for me. Yeah, 100%. It's your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what types of clients do you like to work with? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, I'm never niched down. I know that's like one thing that people will tell you to do and you definitely can. That works for others. I just decided not to niche down because I really wanted to see everybody, <laughs> every type of industry that was out there. I really love to work with, this is like so random, but interior designers. Yeah. Because they have really nice, um, like interior design photos that mm -hmm. were professionally taken. They have a yep. lot of them and I'm like, oh. Yeah, cool. Like I can play around more. It gives me like more play. Um, so that I think I like that just because they have like super cool 
interior design photos and like very like visual feeling yeah Yeah. very nerdy for photos and like please give me all those (laughs) those for sure but I know that you've done a lot of work with like makeup artists estheticians I think maybe like some stylists and things like that as well yeah so from let me see if I can recap so salons bridal hair and makeup artists social media agencies just marketing agencies in general um top executives TikTok private chefs. Um, That's pretty cool. TikTok private chefs. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, executive producers, um, health and wellness industry, um, mental health, and uh, maternity. A lot of photographers. Oh my gosh, the list can go on. So there's just like an array of people. Lot. Yeah, lot. that's pretty cool. Now if somebody's listening to this and they're like, hey, I kind of like her. Obviously, I recommend working with you, but what's kind of like the best way to get started with you? What's the process like? Yeah. So if you want, you can go on my social media, The Social Sundays. Um, You can follow me there. And there is a link in my bio just to straight inquire. So that has like maybe three, four questions. And then there's a direct call to book with me. Every call is um, like the discovery call is free. And we just kind of dive into your situation, what you are going through to see if we are a good fit. Um, how can I help you? And if I can, I'll obviously direct you to someone who can, but that would be like the direct way to work with me. Awesome. And obviously I'm going to put all of your info in the show notes so people can just click right below. They can click to follow you and check out everything that you've done. Um, last one, big one. What is your biggest piece of advice that you would give for a business owner just starting out? This is actually a piece of advice this is a big piece of advice that I wish I knew earlier. Um, it's scared money doesn't make more money. And I wish I knew that earlier when I was starting out. Um, and I'm glad I know that, you know, now. Uh, but definitely just to understand that your money can make more money for you and to hold on to those $5 when they can make you 25 it doesn't make sense and you have to go for it. You have to be going for it even if you're scared because if I did not go for it when I was scared, I would not be here where I am today. So be a little delusional in a sense. I always say dream big, be a little bit delusional and go for it and don't ever let anyone tell you not to because if they're not living the life you want, I really don't take advice from them. It's just one or two cents. Yep. Like you have to be willing to invest in yourself and invest in your business to get anywhere. It's a scarcity mindset. Love that you said that. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. This was, there's so much valuable information. And guys, just so you know, not every branding expert is like this. Um, You are very in-depth in what you do. And I really appreciate that about you. So thank Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Guys, make sure you, if you like this episode, share it on your socials. Obviously, make sure you follow Veronica. Reach out to her if you have any questions about your brand or you want to re-strategize things. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Mwah. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you love a free business strategy call? This is an amazing step towards creating your own business. Or if you're already a business owner, a beautiful time to chat with me and see where your business could maybe use a little bit of help. If that sounds like a hell yes, all you have to do is leave an honest review about the show wherever you listen to the podcast. Take a screenshot and send it to me, Megan at MeganTurleyCoaching.com, and I'll get in touch with you to schedule your free business strategy call. I am so excited to chat with you and help you start and grow your business. 
Bye for now, angels. Mwah.